0: Thought about a lesson for this week, and I started to think about oh, how many times in the Bible it talks about our five senses of sight, taste, smell, touch, and hear. And I thought it was interesting because once you start diving into the Bible, it's uh, it's really fun to find all these scriptures and then start to see some things. So God gave us when He created us, of course, the ability to see to taste, to smell, touch, and to hear. But I was thinking about how we also have those ways of communicating and hearing from the Lord through our spiritual senses. So last week we talked about a discerning heart and being able to discern and to know things that are not seen in the natural or to hear. So I thought I'd dive into that a little bit this morning. So God gives us these things to navigate through life. We need them. But he gave them to us to be able to enjoy things, too. Seeing beautiful things, hearing beautiful things, the birds singing. I love to hear the birds in the morning. That's something I just enjoy. And I miss them in the winter. All you hear is the crows crowing. (laughs) But uh, there's also the ability to recognize danger. So I'm going to go through those five senses. But first, the first scripture that I brought, uh, I would bring up, would be Hebrews 5.14. He says, solid food is for the mature who are by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So that's saying here that we need to train ourselves, our minds, our senses, our ability to discern what God is saying and doing and speaking to us. So I think we all have to realize that God speaks to us all the time if we are listening. He shows us things if we're looking. He touches us in ways, but we'll get into that. Um, Ephesians 1.18 says, Paul was praying that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. So I thought, well, those are things that we need enlightenment on, that God shows us these things. So the first thing I wanted to show was uh, uh, sight. So... The word sight, you know how I am with words. I always have to get a definition. But I like to look in our, if you have a good Bible that has, I'm telling you, it helps you so much. If you have a Bible that has application notes, a study Bible, and a concordance that you can, if you know something you want to find, just look it up in the concordance and it will lead you all throughout the Bible. So um, it says the meaning of sight is to seek for. So I'm thinking sight or see or seek, okay? Search, request, to aim or try. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, that so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We have to be able to look not just in the natural, because God will show us things that are or happening, or doing, or whatever, in the natural, but he also is showing us past the natural, because we have our eyes to see now once we are born again. He gives us that, his spirit, to reveal things to us. Because remember, when Jesus was with his disciples, he said, there's many things that I would like to tell you, but you were not able to understand, but you will. After he left, he poured out his Holy Spirit, so now... He gives us the ability to understand more things. And of course, I know you know this story, but I thought this was one of those special times too where we can see in the realm of the spirit in 2 Kings six fifteen through 17. It says, When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city, and he's, he's flipping out like oh no look at this they're surrounding us what will we do and elijah says don't be afraid the prophet answered those who are with us are more than those who are with them and elisha prayed open the eyes his eyes lord so that he may see and then the lord opened his eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of chariots and horses of fire all around elisha so He wasn't able to see that, but once he asked the Lord to open his eyes, he was able to see that there was more of the army of angels around them than there was with the army coming against them. So sometimes we look at things, and it takes faith to look past what we see that's happening, because they're real. There are things that are happening to us in the world every day, or things that are happening to us personally. But it takes faith to look past that and recognize the things that God is doing, just like with the army of the angels. There are spiritual resources and angels and spiritual realms right about us that we're not totally aware of, but it's happening all the time. If we don't see God working in our lives and really look, that means it's not because God doesn't have the power to do something. It's that maybe it's with our spiritual eyes, that we're not actually seeing what God is doing. And I like this, because I I thought of this this morning in Acts chapter 9. And this is where Saul had met Jesus and was blinded before he became Paul. Um, Wait till I get to it here. I should have marked it. Chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. So Saul was on Straight Street, and the Lord had already told Ananias to go and seek out Saul and lay hands upon him, okay? So if we read this in 11 and 12, it says, The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. So you've, I've read that many times before, but once I looked at it, Saul already had a vision of Ananias coming to pray for him. That's what it says. In, his, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him. So he was already aware of that before Ananias came and prayed for him. And he restored his sight. And then that's when Saul was able to see in things in the spirit realm because he was, he was uh, accepting Jesus and was, became Paul. Anyways, I thought that was neat because Paul had a vision already ahead of time. So... We think of sometimes that these are only happening and, oh, these are just stories of the Old Testament. They had visions and stuff. When you think of Daniel, he had interpretations of a dream of Nebuchadnezzar. He had many visions. He had a vision of the uh, Gabriel came and spoke to him and told him things to come. Then there was the, well, I'll get into that later here. Uh, yes I want to touch on this first yes okay it was in Daniel verse I think I want to touch on chapter 10 because there's many places before that in chapter 9 he talks about um, in verse 7 because there was a I Daniel was the only one who saw the vision those who were with me did not see it the terror overwhelmed them and they fled in fear S- because there was a man that he, when he looked up dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold and his body was like topaz and his face was like lightning. So he's seeing all this thing in a vision. And apparently the other people that were with him were afraid because they sensed this great presence. So he said, Then I heard him speaking and I listened to him and he fell into Uh, and I fell into a deep sleep on the ground and then he says his hand touched me and I was trembling and he was speaking to Daniel saying consider the words I'm about to speak to you but then as you go on I'm not going to read all of it if you look at it sometime just look how much you can see in that chapter 9 and 10 really Um, because they were telling him about the future things to come he was so weak and overwhelmed that he could hardly breathe and he couldn't speak And then in verse 18, again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid, for you are highly esteemed. Peace. Be strong now. Be strong. And when he spoke, I was strengthened and said, speak. Okay, so I just wanted to touch on that because I think we can relate when we are overwhelmed looking at situations, things that might terrify us, Things that we don't understand. But God will show us things even prophetically. He can speak to us in visions. He can speak to us in dreams. He can reveal things and speak them to our hearts. And we know. Um, Have you ever had a vision? Now this is very rare because I know I've read of stories of people who have written about having an open vision. Or with their eyes open and seeing things in the spirit realm or missionaries that have been out in the bush or somewhere where there was a lot of voodoo and whatever, they've seen different things. But they've also seen the army of angels surround them. So these things are real, but we just don't think about them or don't hear about them a lot. Have you ever um, had a dream that foretold something that actually did come to pass? Because I've had that happen two different times. And it was like amazing because I think, wow, that really happened. But you know, why am I surprised? Why would we be surprised? God would show us things. One time I had a dream, because God will speak to you even in a dream about something. You'll know that if it has a meaning behind it, if it's telling you about something about yourself. And I'll just give you an example of the one time I was dreaming that I was walking in the water with someone, and the water was real shallow, but I had a bucket. And I, ha- I think I shared this at our study. I had a bucket in my hand, a five-gallon bucket, and it had rocks in it for some reason. I had rocks in it. But as I stepped in, I went into a sink, a big, deep spot, and I went so far down, and I was trying to get up out of the water because I was drowning I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe and I heard the voice say let go of the bucket because I was holding on to the bucket of rocks so that's just an example he was speaking to me about something something that I needed to let go of so you don't need to read in too much just ask the Lord if he's showing you something I mean that's just an example of something that I vividly remember a dream that was speaking to me And when you wake up and God brings it to your memory, pray about it and ask him, is there something you're showing me that I need to let go of, or something you're showing me that's going to be a danger or on a decision I'm making? We need to be, um, like, when we think about sight and seeing, we need to see danger. We also need to see the beauty in things. We need to see danger even when, like, there's a storm, a tunnel, a funnel cloud coming. You know, there's a tornado coming. We need to see that we're not going to step into a ditch or a hole. We need to see if there's a car coming as that we need to move over. Those are just instances of our natural sight. Same thing in the spiritual realm. God will show us things. We need to be like watchmen on the wall. A watchman on the wall was set way high. They could see past, well, if I think about my mountain where we live, um, if I stand on a mountain, we can see the whole way past Blue Knob, way, way far. It's amazing how far you can see. But if you're a watchman on the wall, like they would say have around the walls of Jerusalem or wherever, they're protecting the wall, or they're protecting their city and their families because they're high upon the wall where they can see above and beyond those things that we would see up close. It just reminded me right now of when I paint. When I paint, did you ever have this happen? You're painting, you get all done painting, you think you've got it all done, you put the can away, you seal it up, and then you go down and you're sitting on your chair or your couch or whatever, and you look up and you say, I missed this spot. I've done that so many times. And it makes me mad because I have everything put away. But see, if we don't have a clear vision of a perspective of things, if we're too close to something, you're painting, you're close. You step away or you get a clear view of things, you see things that you might have missed. Okay, taste is the next one. First Peter 2, 2 through 3 says, Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. So that you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now, the word taste means to detect flavor, to experience. These are all from my dictionary from the Bible here. Okay, when we're newborn babies, when we're born again, we're newborn babies. But we're needing to grow. But we are... craving pure spiritual milk that is true from the word of God. Um, And also in Psalm 119, 103 through 104 says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. So when we're born again, our taste for sin is not desirable anymore. OK. We can talk about taste, because I'm, have you ever have that craving for, like, I, I could go for an ice cream, or those sweet desserts that we love so much? You, especially when you have a picnic or a big get-together, you're like, ah, oh, look at that. That looks so good. It t- I can't wait to have that, you know? My thing sometimes are cravings for salty things. Um, when you taste things, it's important to taste because did you ever think of something looks so good and you couldn't wait to get it and eat it and it's like, ugh, this tastes terrible? Because it may look good, you think it's going to be enjoyable, or even if it is enjoyable for a while, it doesn't taste good. Or did you ever see that commercial? I just saw it. Now, I, I had a laugh at it. Did you see the commercial where uh, the guy's looking in like a vending machine, and there's nothing left, but there's some sushi in there? And he's so hungry. He goes, oh, well, yeah, OK. So next, next shot is him over puking in the co- toilet. And I thought, it's hilarious. But yet, won't we grab it stuff that <laughs> things that will make you sick, OK? And I know when I had COVID, I lost, well, that'll be for the smell part, too, but uh, after I couldn't smell and I couldn't taste anything and my appetite was terrible, I couldn't hardly eat. It was just, I thought that would be a good thing, but it wasn't a good thing because I was so hungry, but I just didn't feel like eating. But I remember once I got my smell back, because that's the next one I believe I have on here, yeah, is... uh, Because when you don't smell, you don't taste either. But I remember when I started feeling better, Larry and I went out. We went out to get some things and errands, and it was the first time we ate something. We stopped at Burger King, and I ate a whole Whopper, a whole thing of fries, and all my soda. I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) He's there. did you eat? I was like, I was so hungry and it tasted so good because you didn't have it for a while. You were so hungry. And that's not normally what I would eat all the time, but it was like, it was so good because, yeah. But anyway, um, so did you ever think about something that looks so good and when you took a bite, it doesn't seem as good as you thought? It's just like anything with sin. The sermon will warn us about Jiver, here, yeah, it's like, um, I lost my thought already, huh? It'll sav- satisfy your craving, but you end up sick. Okay, smell. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Follow God's example as dearly loved cho- children and wa- walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. There is the scent of an aroma, a smell. And if you think about it, the offerings that they had given to the sacrifices to the Lord were an aroma of burnt offerings and incense offerings in the priesthood. So there's connections with the scents and smells and things like that for the Lord. John, uh, I didn't write this down, but it's in, it talks about Mary when she anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped her, him his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, which was nard, a very expensive perfume. And in Revelation 5, 8, it says, the prayers of the saints are like incense to him, held in a bowl of incense of gold. Um, So did you ever notice that uh, smell will bring back, like, memories of things, like If you grew up on a farm and you go buy cut hay or just, I know people don't like to smell manure, but I don't mind it because it just reminds me of things that I had as a child. It was just the memory of that era of where I was. Or even a scent of a perfume or aftershave that someone you loved wore, and you smell that and it brings those things back to you. I think those are just like, when we talk to the Lord in prayer, those are like incense to Him because we're talking with Him. And we can actually uh, smell sometimes a presence of the Lord, which I have experienced because people say, that's weird, but you know what? If it's ever happened to you, you'll understand what I mean. Have you ever smelled the presence of the Lord or a presence of a smell that came out of nowhere? There was one time that happened to me, only once, but there was no perfumed uh, scents around the house, nobody around, and it was just like all of a sudden I smelled this really different smell. It was really sweet, and it was just different, and it was just seemed like wow. It's like, and I've heard of that. There's the presence of a smell and aroma that's different. Some people actually have. A discerning gift of smelling uh, the presence of evil even because they smelled sulfur or something rank. When they come and they recognize something, a spiritual thing behind that person or something involved there. Uh, I mean, it's not happened to me that way, but it's happened to people. So I I wrote down, do a sniff test. Remember the old saying, this smells fishy. Something smells fishy around here. Maybe that comes from something like that, you know. Recognize something. Eh, something ain't right here. But even when we have our natural smell, it warns us. If you go, and I know, I do this all the time. If you're not sure about something in the refrigerator, sniff. If it smells, eh, out. (laughs) Don't eat it. Because it's important. We have to smell things that might make us sick. We have to see and examine something. Well, that's rotten. Throw it out. Um, especially if you taste it and it's uh, terrible. You already have known that's it. But so these kind of things can warn us. So have you ever experienced those kind of things? Don't discard it. Sometimes it, it may be something supernatural that God is You know, showing you his presence. Touch. This sense of touch. Touch means to perceive by feeling or come in contact with. To influence. That's where we hear sometimes, well, that just touched my heart when you said that. Or... Someone came and actually touched you and gave you a hug. Or, I'm concerned about you. And you know, why do we lay hands on people? Say, lay hands on people and pray. We're touching them because we're touching heaven and touching earth with our prayers. Matthew 9, 21 says, the woman with the issue of blood was saying, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. There is the faith of that woman that we, we can touch our heaven with our prayers, and Jesus can touch us. Jesus has the ability to touch us with his healing touch, his quieting touch, his calming touch, comforting, and forgiving and compassionate touch. Have you ever felt a pre- the presence of the Lord strong around you? Have you ever felt like there is such a weightiness, like you just know that there is he's he's here or he's with me, or when you're in a time of grief, did you actually feel like he gave you a hug, and this, like just or actually felt a touch of hug? Just some questions to think about, and maybe if you ever experience something like that again, you might be able to say, is this what? You know, what are you saying, Lord? Is this you? And discern. Because we do have to discern what is good and evil. And that's why we need to stay close to the Lord and, and be in the Word all the time. Because the closer we are to Him, the more we'll be able to recognize these things. Okay, and here. To perceive, sound, be informed of, obedient to. Now in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12, God was telling Elijah, Elijah this time. Elisha was the last one because these two are so easy to mix up. This is Elijah to stand on the mountain as he would pass by. He wasn't in the wind. When the wind came, he wasn't in an earthquake to talk to him. And he wasn't in the fire, but he was in a gentle whisper. Which we always think, and you know, I thought about, remember how the Israelites went to the mountain and they were so afraid because when God spoke, it was like a thunder and an earthquake. I'm thinking, boy, even when we have a bad storm, when it thunders and lightnings or even if you hear a blast and it shakes your house, did you ever have that happen? And I'm thinking, wow, what would it have been like if you really heard his voice audibly like that, shaking everything? Like, oh, wow, the fear of the Lord, but yet we would understand, okay, that's God speaking. <laughs> Alright. John ten twenty seven says, Jesus was saying this, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So, Hearing is important, because we need to hear fire alarms, sirens, um, the sound of things that are coming, uh, a horn honking because you're in the way, you might get hit, you know, walking by. There's so many things we need to hear. But God wants us to hear His voice and recognize them, because He knows us. If we're His, and we need to be able to know where we're going so if we're going to follow him we need to hear him say this way not that way stay on this path don't go there so we have to discern lies from the truth and especially we need to be able to hear if something is false if something is a false doctrine or teaching or false so we need to recognize it So. Are you listening to the voice of God? Have you heard anything lately? Is God speaking to you about something? Is he showing you something that maybe you need to really look into? So we need to back away from our noise and busyness and hear with our heart in order to hear him. And our responsibility is to listen to him. Because Jesus even said too, he who has ears let him hear let us hear what the spirit has to say um, so God did speak to the people in the Bible in different ways God bless you <laughs> God spoke to people in the Bible different ways and Moses in a burning bush and Daniel he spoke to in visions Elijah that still small voice so just because we've turned a page to the New Testament, that doesn't mean God doesn't do these kind of things. He still can. And so in Acts 2, he gave us the outpouring of his spirit. So now that we can understand things that other people can't see. Um, he spoke to par- in parables to the disciples. And in Matthew ten, uh, Matthew thirteen ten through 11, He was saying the secrets of heaven were not revealed to them, but to us. So those are things that we can say, wow. Because we're in the world, we're not of the world. We can hear and understand what the world doesn't understand. So we need to position ourselves to have the Father show us what he wants us to know. He, and he wants us to be able to see things that we need to pray for and see things that what he is doing so that we can be in the right strategy of what we're here for. We're not, I guess the Lord has been showing me, I'm not just here to just enjoy everything and la la la. We're here for a purpose. So we need to know what's going on. We need to know what's going on that might be, need to be addressed and prayed about and how we can position ourselves to hear. And in faith, we will be just like David and all those in the Bible who face the giants, face fear, face all these things, but with the help of God's giving us the senses to be aware of his presence, his word, and understanding things, we're not alone. We have him with us, right? Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for giving us all these different things that we can rely upon to to trust you lord in and that you've given us senses and things to enlighten us and give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us and what you're showing us so that we can navigate through life with the confidence and knowing that you are with us every step of the way lord we thank you thank you jesus for the salvation that you give us thank you holy spirit for the gifts of the spirit also thank you for giving us these words of wisdom we just thank you lord we just pray lord that you would keep us safe and and just surround us and our families with your presence and your protection lord and we thank you lord for your goodness and your mercy in jesus name amen